Live from the Journeys Group Studio, this is Taking Care of Business. Good day. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking Care of Business. We are in the, is this the last full week in April, I believe? It's the weekend. Know. It's the weekend for tax day. I know I'm that. I'm still in therapy. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen you for, I guess, since the last time we. I haven't been able to afford to we, leave the house. <laughs> I was a little bit worried. I, I thought we were going to have to do like a wellness check on you. Well, I'm staying um, low because they're going to repossess the car. <laughs> Did you take the wheels off the house? No. What do you, what you want to make it easy for them? You can't see the wheels. I've got the fake. Uh, oh, brick underpin. Wow, you figured this out. Yeah, you've gotten right uppity. <sighs> Please, I'm very depressed. It's okay. It's not okay. <laughs> it's well. It's there's it's, nothing okay about this. There's nothing okay about giving quarts and quarts of your blood to the federal government. We did talk about and that it's not last enough. week. We're not going to talk about this week. Yes, um, <laughs> I did want to mention, uh, and this is this will be our, our I one. Knew it. <laughs> <laughs> well, knew what. Go ahead, Mister Paranoid. What do you think I'm? What do you think I'm going to say? You were going to talk about something involving taxes. No, I wasn't actually. Oh, okay. It was, I didn't know it was it a then. different uh, a rant. Yeah, um, this whole Bud Light controversy. I'm sure you've seen all this stuff about <laughs> it. Did you? Did you see Bud Light's latest or Budweiser's latest move? The Clydesdale. Yeah, walking about the iconic American scenes. Oh, and then you, and know, you hear in the background beep beep. No, when no, no, backing no. up, trying to trying to pull at the heartstrings by referencing 9/11. And how that brought us together as a country. Did you see his? Did you see the CEO's response, where he said a whole lot of nothing? Well, I mean, I, he basically said, "Well, we never meant to divide the American people." And it's like, okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna say something, if you're gonna say something like that, just don't say anything. Just just well, keep quiet. What I really like, you've seen the meme that Bud Light has 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 done more has has done more to help people stop drinking in two weeks than AA has done in eighty <laughs> yeah, years. I didn't see that. <laughs> I mean, I, I just you know. All right, it goes back again. This is the last thing I say about transgender, at least today. I don't care. That's your business. Don't put it in my face and expect me to go. Oh, okay, you're oh, a woman. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to do that. No. Well, and 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 to say, you know, we didn't, we didn't, we weren't trying to divide the people. What did you expect was well, going to happen? They, they, you know, they've got I a, mean, they've got a chick. Uh, no, oh, it's I not. Say that they've got a um, a female VP, ah. executive director of marketing, and she wanted to expand. You know, Budweiser is known as being the working man's beer, and, and it always it, it yeah. has been the the blue collar. And also, beer, you know? and it's the leading beer in the world. So yeah, it, apparently it, it's done okay. Yeah, but she wanted to expand their appeal. And that's why she bought in the transgender. You know, and and this goes for anything, not just this this particular issue. You got to know your audience and know know your market. Uh, if your market is the average working American, the working man, so to speak, um, you got to know the demographic here. And typically which side of the aisle they fall on in terms of belief systems. Um, it, it was nothing more than pandering. And it was just a, I don't know if it was a lack of awareness or we don't care. We're just going to put, we're, we're going to put this out regardless. I think it's more that I, I think that's part of the issues that we have nowadays is that, that, that woke segment doesn't care. You're going to see this whether you like or not, because it's what you need to see. You it's know, good for you. You know, if if I approach the Bible, uh, or let's just say the Bible, if I approach the Bible or the Christian philosophy 
with the same vigor and um oh you would be excoriated and, oh i'd be put in jail yeah you know it's it, the the one good thing about all these the all these issues that have been coming out recently is it has become so prevalent and it's so obvious that what all these big corporations are trying to do that I think a lot of people are getting sick of it. I think a lot of people that um, may even be in support of this stuff are now saying, y'all got to back it up. I mean, you know, we're with you and all that, but stop. Enough is enough. And I think we're, what what's happening is we're finally reaching a tipping point where, you know, there's all these things that are starting to affect children. You know, they're, they're now they're going after children in a lot of areas. And I think that is a hard, fortunately, that is a hard line for 99% of, of America that it, listen, it, do what you want to do. If that's what you want to do with your life, that's fine. But leave the kids out of it. Do not, well, do the, not involve the kids. Yeah, The memo I saw this morning was about the controversy about letting drag Queens read to children's story hour. And it was a, a wolf, a, a live wolf with makeup on. And saying, "Oh, I just want to read to oh, yeah. the sheep." Yeah, yeah. And so, fortunately, I think I think we're reaching a. I think a lot of people are finally stepping up and saying enough. But um, anyway, I just wanted to just wanted to mention that I thought the the progression of it's been kind of funny. So anyway, um, my name is George Pate. I am a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden, which is right outside of Greenville, North Carolina. Our phone number is two five two. 746-6785. Again, that's 252-746-6785. Or you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website has a variety of financial articles that we rotate on it. It has our contact information as well as our physical location. It has a place if you have a question or want to request an appointment with us. There's a little thing you fill out with your information and excuse me, a question or whatever, and we will be in touch with you. It has links to our social media, to our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and our YouTube channel. Uh, It has links to our upcoming events. Our next one is our Edenton uh, two-night retirement seminar and um, Social Security Medicare talk, I guess, uh, May the 2nd and May the 4th, and that's in Edenton at the Edenton Chamber of Commerce. And last but not least, it has um, a place where if you want to listen to the podcast, Taking Care of Business, I think we're on 19 different places, and so there's a little, there's a landing page that will take you to any one of those that you want to hear it on. So um, if you miss a show and want to catch up, that's the place to do it. If you didn't get a chance to listen to the Easter show, which I think was two weeks back, uh, I really encourage you to check that out. I uh, don't normally plug old episodes. Um, <laughs> or even new episodes. Yeah, or even new episodes. Don't, don't normally plug specific episodes, but that was a really, really good one. Um, it was a, and I'm not, I'm not tooting our own horn. I just, we're very passionate about that, obviously, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time. And so I really encourage y'all to listen to that. So anyway, um, that's, that's who we are. What are we talking about today? We are going to talk about recipes yes. and not your grandma's chocolate chip cookie recipes, <laughs> Yep. but the recipes for your portfolios. Yeah. Matter of fact, lead in. Yes, we had. I had one of our clients call me yesterday, and he was extremely upset, um, very upset. And he was upset because someone else had contacted him and said, "You know, they've got you in a really bad situation. We can make you a lot more money by the, in the next ten years." And he said, "What? Well, why am I in this? Why, why am I in what you put me in?" He said, "We've been together nineteen years. I've never doubted your expertise, but I am now." And I said to him, you're retired. 
we're not trying to make you a bunch of money now. We're trying to make you income. His recipe calls for income. And if you want me to put you into a hard growth platform, and we hope, I can certainly do that. And it was a classic case of someone not knowing what they're doing professionally or just actually I think they're just like a car, a sales car sale. Yeah. But applying a 24-year-old or 34-year-old recipe cook time to a 64-year-old's life. And and did did he uh, – Oh, he caught wood going to meet with him. But, I mean, yeah, yeah. but he calmed down. But uh, I'm 63. Most of my rest, financial recipes are on either slow simmer or stay warm. Yeah. Yours are on broil. Yeah. <laughs> because you got 40 years to go. Mm-hmm. So I think that, and that, I laugh at when I say that. By yeah, way. I know that leads into the the first part of the recipe. So what are you trying to do? The first, if you're if if you're going to pick a recipe, you got to figure out. And I'm going to use a lot of food analogies here because if you've met he and I, you know we're quite fond of the of, of food. So what are you trying to make? All right, what are you trying to do with your portfolio? You're not going to pick a cake recipe if you're trying to uh, cook a pot roast. Okay. Um, so there's off the top of my head, really, I can think of two main goals for a retirement portfolio, growth or income. Now you can break those down, but at, at its core, you've got growth, a growth platform and an income platform. All right. As you said, right now, I am in a 100% growth platform. I don't care a bit about income. I don't even care what the market does over the next year. I care what it does over the next 40 years. So I am wide open, aggressive. I mean, all, all the dials are tuned up to 10 because I want to take every advantage of the stock market that I can over the next 40 years. Because again, I don't really care what it does over the next year. I don't care what it does over the next five years. I know what it's going to do roughly over the next 40 years. So right now I'm picking out a recipe for, um, for a, a pot roast, so to speak, pure growth. Uh, Steak my you, for example, my recipe is soup. Yes, it has reached its consistency and its flavor. I want it to simmer quietly. I want it to make five or six percent, which keeps me ahead of inflation. But I don't ever want it to boil over, and I don't ever want it to run out. And so my recipe is soup. Yeah, and so keep in mind when you have a portfolio. Any kind of investment, remember the goal of the investment. Don't get enamored with um, returns or the, the next shiny thing. Keep in mind the goal behind the portfolio. If you are going for growth, all right, make sure that you're, the investments that you're in are suited for growth. If you have an income-producing portfolio, remember the, that you might not be growing as much, but the, the point of the investment is not to grow. The point of it is to produce an income stream. And that, that's the one that we see people get caught in that trap a lot where, you know, you're making 5 or 6% and they've got a buddy that's making 8 or 9%. And they say, what the heck? Why, why am I not in something like that? And we tell them, okay, listen, I guarantee you in a year like last year, your buddy was down 15 or 20% while you were down maybe 6 or 7 not even that much, probably. Probably not even that much. So who's better off? Who's better off in your situation? Well, yesterday when, when our client called and and he was like he's pretty hot, and because I know what happened, some some salesman looked at his stuff and said, "Oh, we can do better than that." Yeah. And I asked him, I said, "Um, what was their projection? Oh, a half million dollars in the next ten years." That's okay. What was on the low side? He said, "What do you mean?" I said, "What was the downside?" Worst case scenario here. Yeah. 
And he said, I don't understand. I said, if they told you they could make you a half million dollars more, that means you're, you're, you got to take some risks. So what is the downside? What could you be down to? He said, well, I didn't think about that. I said, all right, second question. If you made a half million dollars more in the next 10 years, do they show withdrawals come when they're when they're doing their math? Do they show withdrawals coming out of this account? Because you're living on these portfolios now. Or did they just take your money and say, hey, this time's 8%, half million dollars more? He said, I don't think they put withdrawals into it. I said, it's okay, different, totally different, mm-hmm. totally different. And this is what I'm we, what we keep trying to tell people is, um, and, oh, and last but not least, I said, let's assume everything they say is true. Why would you take a risk to have an additional half million dollars when you're already retired, you already got a nice estate to leave your children, you're already enjoying life? Why, why would you risk any of that? to have a little bit more money. I think that's the big question. We've had this conversation with several people recently. When is it enough? When do you stop and say, I've got enough money? Because you can always go for more. But at what point do you say, I've got enough, and this is going to last me for my lifetime, I'm going to have a nice le- nice estate, nice legacy for my children. When does it become enough? And that that's that's the that's the ultimate question. Yeah, and, that, more- and it's a hard question that really makes people kind of kind of stop well one of the we talked about last week was to be a, an active participant in your retirement plan and this is what we're talking about mm-hmm. um could i get a better return on mine and your mom's money sure P- probably but I, I why why risk it at, 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 yeah at what cost yeah yeah all right so keep in mind what are you trying to do what what are you trying to cook here so pick a recipe that fits what you're trying to cook number two does it gel with the other assets all right in other words what side dishes are or what side exactly what what side dishes are are, are you having you know if i've got um well if this is a main course if this is my retirement plan yeah then that is your major your number one um focus complement of the meal yes if it's i'm saving money to buy a place at the river or i'm saving money for a new car those are side dishes exactly and they do not usurp the role of the main course, which is in this case retirement, retirement. we're talking about. Yeah. So keep in mind if does it gel with your other assets? Does it dovetail with them? Does not, it complement them? Does it complement them? Yeah, that's a good word. I was trying to think of that. So let's say that like you let's say you've got an investment and the investment that you've got the investment account that you've got is really heavy in international stocks. You know, it's just a really heavy international stock portfolio. All right. Your main retirement account may have a little bit less international exposure in order to make up for that. And so you always want to make sure that these things are complementing each other. You don't you want to try not to double dip as much as possible. By that I mean you don't want to have the same coverage over two different investments because at that point you might as well just have one account. So you always want to make sure that um if you do have multiple accounts and most people do that they all have a specific purpose and that they all complement each they other. Clash. That they don't clash. Yeah. And again, that they all feed into this main recipe. And again, the main recipe we're talking about here is retirement. Everything else is good goals to have, but the main goal we're talking about is retirement. All right. So make sure it gels with the other assets. Number three, and the big one, you are sick of hearing us talk about this. <laughs> what are the costs involved? What does it cost to make this recipe? If you are somebody that enjoys a good meatloaf, and I do. I, I do too. You're not going to make meatloaf out of filet. Yeah, I'm not going to go buy a Wagyu steak and grind it up and make meatloaf out of it. And so 
why would you pay exorbitant fees for your recipe when you don't need to? Uh, one of the things I asked the gentleman yesterday, I said, what's the additional cost? I don't know. So, see, these are all things you need to ask. Are they charging you, you know, 2%, 1%, 3%, 4%? Well, if they're charging anything, I said, then how do they get paid? They're not just doing this. They're not doing this just out of the goodness yeah, of their heart. Just their heart, yeah. yeah. So, make sure you understand what it costs you to make that recipe. And one more thing, I'm sorry. No. And the cost isn't just fiscal. In his case, you're going to risk your retirement over the next 10 years to have more money. Just to make some more money. That you don't need. Yeah. Yeah. That's the cost. Yeah. So make sure you're aware of what it costs. Again, the big thing we talk about here is fees. You know, if you can make the same recipe and it costs, you know, same recipe over here and it costs you two and a half percent or, you know, you got recipe A where it costs you two and a half percent. Recipe B, same recipe, different place to put the money. And it costs you one percent. If it's the same recipe and it and it is for the same goal, why would you not go with the cheaper option? Because at the end of the day, lower fees, lower costs means more money in your pocket at the end of the road. And so, again, we talk about being an active participant in your retirement. Be aware of what you're paying out in fees. I can't tell you how many times we've met with with people and they have no clue what they're paying. And it's not their fault. It's the the investment companies are not forthcoming with this information. And it's incredibly frustrating. But and that's that's why we harp on this stuff is the information is out there. You may have to dig for it a little bit, but be aware of this stuff. Be aware of what it costs to make this recipe. All right. Number four, what are the ingredients within that platform? What are you investing in? What what are you what are you buying to help achieve those goals? And are the things that you're buying actually going to achieve those goals? You know, if we're talking about um, somebody my age, I'm not going to go invest tens of thousands of dollars in CDs because that is that's a waste of an ingredient that does absolutely nothing for me right now and it, there's it is, absolutely no way if you do that you can keep me in a nursing home of my suitability it, but most importantly that's exactly right i cannot keep him in this in the standard of which, which he's accustomed to living um so make sure you're aware of what the ingredients are that you know what you're buying what you're investing in and will that achieve the goal Again, we have so many people that don't know what they're invested in or they they bought something, they were sold something and didn't know what it was for. We had a, a gentleman that came in several years ago that was sold a particular product. You know, he he was retired, so he was in the income stage of his of his journey. He was sold a product that would produce an income 10 years down the road. And at the time he was 67. So he was sold a product that would not start producing an income stream, which he needed until he was 77 years old. Now, that's not necessarily his fault. The person who sold him the product did not explain it. I mean, he had no clue what he had bought because it wasn't explained to him. So make sure that you're aware of what you're buying. Don't be afraid to ask questions about this stuff. Don't don't be afraid to say, I don't understand that. What 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 is the purpose behind this? It, it, tell me how this is going to help me. Um, bake this cake or um, how does this factor into my retirement? What is this going to do when I retire? How is this going to produce an income stream? What kind of growth is this going to have? What is, what is this product for? Don't be afraid to ask that question. And if they can't answer it, whoever you're working with, if they can't answer the question, don't do it. Run screaming. Um, So be aware of the ingredients, be aware of what you're, what you're buying and what you're putting into the soup, so to speak. 
All right, number five, who's the chef? This is a big one too, along along with uh, along with the fees and everything else we've talked about. This is a big one. Are you working with somebody that just? Are you working with a stockbroker? Are you working with somebody that just sells an investment? Or are you working with a planner? Are you working with a financial planner? Somebody that has factored in everything that we've talked about so far. You know, factored in fees, factored in a certain growth rate, factored in your goals. Or are you working with somebody that just? saw your age, your demographic, punched it into a computer and said, hey, we're going to put you in this because it's a good investment. It's really funny when the guy was fussing yesterday about, you know, you could we could be making so much more money over the next 10 years. I said, how do we get paid? He said, you get paid based on, the, on how well I do. Yeah. And I said, so if I accelerate, try to accelerate your growth, that's in my best interest too, right? And he went, yeah. So then why am I not doing it? And he said, I'm not sure. I said, because it's not the right thing for you. We tell people that all the time. If, if you think that, if, if do you think, do you not think that if we could realistically get you that higher rate and it was best for you that we wouldn't do it? I'd be doing it for myself if I thought it was the right thing to do. Because again, at the end of the day, it benefits us just as much as it benefits you. And so make sure you're working with somebody that has your best interests in mind. And the way that the financial services world is set up there are certain entities where that is not the case where a a investment or an ingredient or a product they're recommending to you is suitable for you but is not the best option for you so just keep that in mind make sure you're working with a planner and make sure that they can explain to you exactly how all this stuff plays plays together all right Big one, and this is something that we've had a lot of questions about, over, especially over the last 12 months. How often do you change the recipe? <laughs> I cannot tell you how many people, and again, for good reason, last year was was incredibly stressful for a lot of people. It was very tumultuous. It had a lot of people nervous, and I had so many people call last year and say, hey, do we need to be changing anything? Do we need to be, you know, I'm, I'm taking a beating here. Do we need to be moving anything? And if you're working with a financial planner, the answer is most of the time, I'm not going to say all the time, 99.999% of the time, the answer is no, you don't need to change it. Anytime you change the recipe, anytime you add an ingredient or move ingredients around, that there's a fee involved. That costs you money. And so if you're working with a planner, again, we're talking long term here. We've set this stuff up or your planner has set this stuff up years ago so that all this stuff would play out how they ran it out to it would play out a certain way when you hit a certain age so there really is no reason to change the recipe you know you're not going to go in why let's go back to the soup example if a soup's been simmering for four hours and it is it is well on its way you're not going to go in and change the recipe completely in the middle of simmering right because you've got a certain target you've got a certain taste that you want it to taste like so you're not going to go in and change things around to try and make it taste better at that point because it's well on its way. So very rarely does the recipe change because or should it change because it should be set up for long term. Now, based on where you are in life, the the main change that we see or that we recommend is how aggressive it is, how high is the heat. But most of the time, you don't need to change the recipe or you shouldn't because it's been set up to be a long term plan. All right. Last but not least, when do you want to eat? That's a big question. I, I, really, I really like these these analogies. I wonder when, where it came from. I know. What, you I know. believe what, oh, this was done by me in March. I'm sorry, in March of 2013. Yeah, that's why the handwriting's so hard to read. This um, means this show is 10, 10 years, years old. old. Wow. 
when do you want to eat? That's a big question. And it's, and it's probably not probably something that a lot of people hadn't really thought about. When do you want, you know, we're talking about retirement. When do you want these investments to finish cooking and start working for you? When do you want to start taking a, a ladle full out and fill up your bowl with it? You know, when do you want to start taking money out? When do you want this to produce income? If you don't know that, you cannot possibly be aware of your investments or set up the investments in a proper way. If you have no clue when you want this stuff to start producing an income stream, how do you ever know when you need to turn down the heat on it? If you say, oh, I, I don't know, you know, then the heat's going to stay high forever because you have no clue. But if you say, all right, I want to retire at 62 and I want this to start, start producing an income stream. All right. That tells us around 55 or so, we got to turn the heat down. We got to, we got to pare down the aggressiveness. It's time to change the recipe a little, not, not change the recipe. It's time to go into simmer mode here. So being aware of when you want these assets to start producing something for you, rather than just growing is really, really, really important because otherwise none of these other questions matter. Quite frankly, if you don't know when you want this to start doing something for you, the rest of this stuff doesn't matter. That's where you got to start along with what do you want it to do? So if you have questions about this, if you want to hear more cooking analogies, <laughs> uh, if you if you just need some help, the recipe Tommy Page cookbook. <laughs> if you have questions about this or need some help, give us a call 252-746-6785. Again, 252-746-6785. All of these are really important, um, but the most important is what do you want it to do, and when do you want to eat. And until you can answer those two questions, the rest of this doesn't matter. So really think hard about that. So I'm hungry now, so I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go get a bowl of soup. I think I appreciate y'all letting us spend some time with you today. I hope you have a great rest of your week and we look forward to visiting with you next week. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate. Taking care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC registered investment advisor.